Hello, and welcome to the Mission Inspire podcast, a production of the National Medal of Honor Museum Foundation. My name is Mo Barrett, a leadership speaker and retired Air Force Colonel. Today, we have two special guests joining us to talk about an, an important recent development in the effort to ensure the Medal of Honor is recognized and honored in our nation's capital. Late last month, the U.S. House unanimously passed legislation authorizing the creation of a National Medal of Honor monument in Washington, D.C. The monument would stand in tribute to our nation's highest military award for valor in combat and to the fewer than 4,000 brave Americans who have received it. One of the bill's two original House co-sponsors, U.S. Representative Blake Moore of Utah, is with us today, along with Lieutenant Colonel William Swenson, a Medal of Honor recipient and board member of the National Medal of Honor Museum. Both of these gentlemen have been champions of this monument from the very beginning, and we are thrilled to have them with us today to talk about the significance of this vote and about what happens next. So with that, it is my tre tremendous honor to welcome Congressman Blake Moore and Medal of Honor recipient, Lieutenant Colonel Will Swenson to the Mission Inspired podcast. Thank you both gentlemen for getting up so early, uh, you know, and, and obliging us from the East Coast of this, uh, the three hours and two hours ahead of you guys on the time zone. So welcome. Thank you, Mo, appreciate it. And this was, this was an easy thing to get up for. Perfect. All right. So, you know, many people may not realize that there isn't already a place in our nation's capital to pay tribute to the Medal of Honor and its recipients. And I know this is an initiative of the National Medal of Honor Museum. Lieutenant Colonel Swenson, as a board member for the museum, could you tell us a little bit about how this effort came about? The Medal of Honor Museum itself has been an idea that has been discussed for several decades now. And in, in various forms, it has shown up around the country in sort of smaller regional and, and more individual recipient uh, forms. Uh, what we've been trying to do for quite some time is build something that the nation really requires, which is a repository of these stories, somewhere that we can hold on to these stories and tell these stories to generations to come. And that's been the intent of this museum. Uh, it, it's taken a while for us to understand how to make this come to fruition. And what we've done is uh, recently we went on a nationwide search and we determined where it would be best to place this museum to give the most Americans access to uh, this, this wonderful uh, group of individuals, these wonderful stories that really talk about American exceptionalism. And what we found was Arlington, Texas was going to be the home for the National Medal of Honor Museum. It had the capability to uh, host the largest number of people. It was centrally located. It's the fourth largest metropolitan area in the United States. Uh, has a great philanthropic base, uh, an enormous amount of veteran supporters. And it just, it, 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 it spoke to us as a location where we wanted to be. Uh, but one of the things that we also understood is this is the National Medal of Honor. It's the highest award given out by our country. It's given on behalf of Congress. Uh, it's given by the President of the United States to a military member. And that's something that really needs to be recognized in our nation's capital. And so what we realized also is not only do we not have a museum, we don't have a monument to our nation's highest award. Uh, we started a deliberative process to ensure that that was rectified. H.R. 1664 is, uh, is, is, is evidence of the, uh, of the path that we're on. And without people like uh, Congressman Blake Moore, we would not have been able to get to this point. This really does require a, a national uh, level of support behind it. And we received that when we saw a vote 416 to zero. This is uh, something that truly stood out 
in the minds of our policymakers representing their constituents as something that does need to have a place in our nation's capital to reflect our values. No, it's a good, I mean, it, it really is amazing. And so I love hearing kind of like you talk about the, the museum versus the monument. So as a, as a licensed DC tour guide, that's really important to me is to have that stuff um, in DC where so many people come to visit so they can have the chance to go to Arlington to see the, the, the museum and then also come to DC and pay their respects and honor and learn those stories like you talked about um, in Washington DC with the monument. And Representative Moore, I, I understand that this was one of the first pieces of legislation that you introduced, uh, Introduced, I think, along with Representative Mark Vizi. Vizi, am I saying his name correctly? Yeah. Um, so you are a newly sworn uh, congressman from earlier this year, and you know this was just the, the most normal of years. But why was it important that this was the first piece of legislation uh, on your docket? Yeah, you're correct. It was the very first piece that I got to, um, to co-lead. And, you know, I look back, I had lived in DC several years ago. I lived in DC at the same time that the World War II Museum had sort of been finalized. Uh -huh. And then there was, there, was this, there was this strong effort to get a lot of these um, past service, servicemen to come back and be able to visit it before they passed away. That's it, it. It took so long um, that it was. Oh, you know, it's it, it's almost unfortunate that that not that, that that more of the men and women that helped our country, you know, in that situation and in the World War II, that they didn't get to sort of take part in that. Um, this being a part of this is is you know amazing for so many reasons. But as you, <laughs> as you read Lieutenant Colonel Swenson, Will's uh, story, like I passed the piece of, you know, I, my name was associated with something that's pretty amazing. Um, and that's something that will, will I'll be able to, to, to have a part of my uh, congressional, you know, role going forward, however long that may be. But if this is something that, um, is going to be really exciting for for this not only the group of people that have received this honor their families probably more so and then the unique thing and particularly as you read will's story the unique thing is is any medal of honor recipient has immediately affected numerous other people right there's there are so many lives that were saved by folks that received the medal of honor uh, that it will, it, this will be something that they can all go and, and, and find some solace and peace and be able to visit something on the National Mall. There's, it's something really special to be able to go. And everybody remembers the first time they walked past the Vietnam War, War Memorial. The fact that you're in kind of a bustling area and you walk past it and it's like completely silent and somber when you walk past that wall, pretty much every time I go past it, it's a, it's a really neat thing to be a part of. So um, there's a million pressing issues that our country's facing uh, across the board from, you know, a national debt to, you know, all these different issues that are going on. But to have this be the first thing that um, as my entry into Congress is really, really special. And it's not because of anything that I, I did. It's, um, it's something to be able to celebrate those, those that, that received this medal. 
Well, I, it, it, it says a lot that um, it's it just a neat way to start a, a really prestigious career and do that. Um, and I know that you have a passion for overcoming partisan gridlock. So along those lines, you know, one of the things that you talked about, Will, was that this was a 416 to nothing vote. I mean, it was a landslide and it was unanimous, which is really inspiring today with um, all the bipartisan things that we have going on and a, a lot of division in both in Congress and just across the country. So uh, for both of you, I want to ask, what do you think when there's a vote like that, that's unanimous, especially in these times, what does that say about the importance of this monument? And and what does it mean for all Americans, regardless of whether they're affiliated with the military or know about the Medal of Honor? What is what are some significance of this unanimous 416 to nothing vote? Well, for guys- me, who, who's not specifically in the, uh, the legislative branch of government, I think a few things get missed, and this is your top cover, Congressman. Politics is politics. It's supposed to be acrimonious. It's supposed to be divisive. It's supposed to be divided. Uh, That's politics. But what I find truly remarkable about this is that there are times where both parties and all the division that we see in this country can be stopped. And people realize sometimes we do have to come together as a nation. And we do have to say, we support this, this is who we are, and we're gonna take a break from politics. We're gonna play, we're gonna take a, a break from uh, trying to get concessions. This is something that can't be slapped onto a rider. This isn't something that gets lost and stuffed into an omnibus bill. This is something that we prioritize as a nation. So the fact that the pause button was placed on politics to do this, I think is a, is a, a testament to both our system as well as the importance of this project. You have so many pieces of legislation that get lumped together, like Will had said, uh, to be to pull this out and have it run as a standalone bill so it could show the support that it had. I think first and foremost is um, important for those family members and those individuals that this most directly affects. But I know that it was something we were excited to celebrate uh, with a zero no vote just to show what my experience has been is there is collaboration that, that, that is going on. You won't ever find it on any of the cable news channels, <laughs> but there is collaboration uh, among members of Congress. And you know there was a lot of committee work that led up to this and uh, experts that came in to talk about it uh, on, on Natural Resources Committee. I'm fortunate to be on Armed Services and Natural Resources. I'm a perfect fit to be able to, to, to co-lead this. And, you know, this is something that binds Representative VC and I for years to come, right? We've created, a, created an initial connection. We're going to work together on things again, right? And uh, because this, you know, helped create a relationship between the two of us, there's just a, there's a lot of positives that come from this. And to see a, a donut is what we would call it on the, on the no side, just it, it shows, hopefully it shows our, our men and women serving in the military today that your Congress does support you. Um, and we are, we are finding ways to, in hyper-partisan world, we're finding ways to make sure that our, our men and women serving have what they need to be able to, 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 to protect our country. No, that, that's awesome. And you kind of touch, you both of you touched on a couple of things, but uh, Will, thanks for laying down the cover fire for the representative. That's awesome. I love to see the teamwork in there. Um, 
You know, and I think a lot of us think that this is a long overdue monument, um, especially Congressman, as you talked about, for the 67 living recipients of the Medal of Honor. Time is certainly of the essence. Um, and I don't, you you mentioned, uh, Representative Moore, that you used to live in D.C. and that maybe when you're in D.C. you get a chance to stroll through all the monuments and memorials there in D.C. But there has to be some excitement, too, to be able to see something that you co-sponsored from the get-go and then kind of the excitement leading up to when you're going to be able to see that in a tangible form um so i'm, I'm kind of excited about that the the just again the cradle to grave part of that and like you said too there's so much we, we we focus so much on the negative stuff that this is a great chance to highlight all the positive things and relationship building and uh, reaching across the aisles that are happening in our congress that that we are actually capable of working together so so this is definitely a good news story about that so i'm i'm grateful for that um let me add let me add something to that if you don't mind yes sir because i've made this I've, I've, most of my comments have been about uh the recipients of this and the family and those serving <laughs> you know i want to see this come to fruition i want to make sure the senate is i, I want the senate to be uh, this to go smoothly through the senate we've got a strong showing that there's strong support. So this, I, I anticipate it being the case. There's private funding for this. There's a lot of good partners that are willing to make this happen. I want to see this happen. Selfishly, this is my time to be selfish. I'm going to, my, my boys are going to be able to go to this, right? Like, and this is something that I got to be a part of. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's an absolute honor. And it's something that I'll take away from my time in Congress, however long that, that role exists that I will be able to celebrate and, and and make it a part of you know my family and be able to tell my my boys something that's neat. Like I said, there's millions and millions of bills and things that our country is going through they're going to be tougher and 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 maybe even more pertinent or or more important for you know to to make sure that we you know have a thriving democracy, a thriving economy, all that. But this is something that I'll be able to always have kind of as as a, as a part of uh, of something that I can I can tell my boys. That's a that's a really good point. And as uh, yeah, as as your fourth son is is on the way, um, yeah, you've got a lot of showing and telling to do. And and I wouldn't call that selfish. You definitely deserve the credit for that and for for all it represents. And again, even the mosaic and the all the different stories that come together from the people who have been recipients of it, both who have either posthumously or who have since passed on or people like will who are still alive and able to tell the story and tell their story and other stories and also the behind the scenes stuff i mean all that is a mosaic that goes into what this monument represents so i think that's awesome and so you kind of touched on that congressman um it's it's passed unanimously with i you said a donut is that what you said i got distracted by the word donut but you said donut is the goose egg right yeah, the goose egg. Okay, so something about a donut, and then I got distracted. But so, what happens next now that the House has voted? What's the next step to um, approving this? You know, there seems to be strong support in the Senate as well, um, and I would actually defer to to Will on any more of the logistics, given that he's a board member. But uh, it's identifying it passes the Senate identify a spot in the National Mall, an area that would uh, be feasible for this. I, I believe there's a there's a desire to have some bit of view to the Lincoln Memorial. And uh, they're going to open it up for public uh, input on what sort of the design and everything could ultimately look like. I'm sure there's already people that have uh, thoughts and ideas about that, but it would go through a process and and hopefully be able to kind of move along quickly. So, Will, can you speak to maybe what it, what the monument might look like, or we talked about in view of Lincoln, or what what kind of decisions are going on there on the board for that? 
Well, we've been working for some time to ensure that we have uh, the full bipartisan support of both houses. And, and thus far, we've received nothing but enthusiasm. Uh, every time that we've walked into a, a senator's office, the answer was yes, as we walked in, and then we ex had to explain why they said yes. Uh, so, so we're very comfortable and very confident that we have all the support that we, we, we should have, and we're very, we're very excited to see another unanimous vote. Uh, but, you know, Washington, D.C. is a uh, it's a full place. It, it, it's been around for you know a couple hundred years, and it, it is definitely somewhere that is difficult to find the right location for things to be done. But we're also very enthusiastic about this. We've already spoken to the people who run Where Monuments Go, and they, too, are very enthusiastic about this project. So right now, what we are looking at doing is, is hopefully putting something near the Lincoln Monument, which would be very reflective of the fact that it was President Lincoln who actually handed out the first Medal of Honor. So in a way, there's a tie-in there. Plus, that's just a very, uh, it's, it's a wonderful part of the mall. It's a, it would be a great and respectful place for this to be. And uh, as for what the design would be, we do not know. We're going to leave that up to the people of America to decide. This will be something that's going to go out to uh, an open process. And we're very excited to see what comes back. Uh, this is actually very similar to something that happened with the 9-11 monument. So again, a nice tie-in in, in process to how we're going to achieve our final end result, which is going to be a monument that is a testament to uh, American values. That's really awesome. And, and Will, as one of the younger living Medal of Honor recipients, you, you definitely have a unique perspective that only 66 other people that are alive today have on the idea of this monument that would be in tribute to the heroics that you exhibited and to other people who have also been recipients and, and also to people who uh, weren't recognized as a Medal of Honor recipient, but also displayed those heroics. Can you talk a little bit about the unique, unique perspective that you have with this monument and the museum? So one of the things is, is I made reference to the fact that this has been something that's been worked on in earnest for decades. But this award has been around since the Civil War. Uh, so again, the fact that we don't have a monument or a museum is, is, is a telling indicator that we need to start moving fast to ensure this is done because we have a winnowing window of time. We have 66 living recipients. And of those 66, uh, not all of them them are as uh, youthful as you would say that I am. And, and that has been a responsibility that some of the younger recipients have taken on to ensure that this project is brought to fruition in a timely manner so that they get to see, the living recipients get to see something that they've been working on, uh, whether or not directly on this project, but, but, but what everything, everything that they've done to try to message to America what the Medal of Honor is, what American values are, this is in many ways just part of that mission. And it, it, it's, it's our responsibility to ensure that they have an opportunity to see it. Uh, so as the younger generation, how we actually view this, uh, stepping into the role of a, of a line that, that extends back to the Civil War, it, it's, it's an incredible place to be. And it's an incredible place to be with uh, the living recipients who are from World War II, Korea, Vietnam. Um, it, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing uh, uh, history, a living history. And to know that you're a part of it is intimidating. But it's a responsibility that we hold on to because we, repre we represent, first off, the, the living, or not the non-living recipients, the ones who receive their awards posthumously. And it's our responsibility to ensure that their stories are told as well. But the Medal of Honor isn't just specifically a story about the Medal of Honor and the individuals who receive it, because the medal is a, it's a unique entity. It's, it's, it's an imperfect award in the sense that the the metrics to receive it are extremely high. It's not an easy award to receive 
deceive. There has to be two sworn statements, which means that somebody had to see the act done. Uh, the unfairness of combat means that things get lost uh, in, in the fog of war. Uh, the acts that were done valorously were never recorded. Uh, it's our responsibility to ensure that we message that the Medal of Honor isn't just about us. It's about every single service member, because the only real criteria for this award is that you raised your right hand and you swore to defend this nation. Aside from that, we were simply out on a battlefield doing our job. It could have been anybody. Uh, it, it speaks not to individual exceptionalism, but to the exceptionalism of the institution of the U.S. military, as well as the, where we draw our fighting men and women from. And, and that is something that as a younger recipient, we have a responsibility to message to an audience that may not organically understand these concepts, that may not immediately be able to uh, look at patriotism and, and selfless service and, and the idea of giving back to your country as naturally as previous generations did. And that's not to say that, you know, we're not dumping on generations here. It's just, we haven't done our job to educate younger generations on the importance of how we got to where we are today and where we can go if we come together as one. So it, it's a lot of responsibility, but as one of the younger recipients, it's something that I've seen the older guys do now for quite some time. And we know now it's our time to take on that load. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a really good point. And just like Representative was talking about, you know, bringing his younger generation that, that are actually in the making right now, uh, bringing them and sharing in those stories and all the behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, and I, I appreciate the unfairness of combat. Um, I am going to deduct 10 points from the Russian judge for not using passing the torch because we were right in the middle of the Olympics. And <laughs> that was your chance to say passing the torch. But I will uh, give you uh, 20 points back for referencing Sun Tzu. So well done. It's like you're an instructor at, uh, you know, the Naval Postgraduate School or something. I don't know. But uh, the Czechoslovakian it, judge is always hard, isn't it? Yeah, I know. My mother, it cleverly disguised as the East German judge. It must have been the dismount. Um, now, uh, Representative Moore, and I don't know if you're getting ready to pass the hat here, but you said that there was no federal funds being used to create this project. So um, the how is the how is the money being raised for this monument then? Probably by the you know, if, if, if an individual like Will would, would walk into a, an office place or meet with a, meet a group of people, I, I think they'd open up their checkbooks to, to realize the importance of it. This is privately funded. They've been, able to, they've been able to raise the requisite amount and they will continue to. And I'm sure that this will allow for, now that it's kind of gotten to this point legislatively, be able to create more opportunities to, to raise money. But uh, to, to, to again, to have that is also part of my first piece of legislation is also really awesome to, to show how we can, we can do these things and that there's, there's a lot of support. And again, this just goes to speak to the support of this, the broad support of, of the need, the urgency uh, we'll talked about. Um, you know, I actually started this conversation about honor flight and getting those member those individuals back to Washington as soon as possible to see that um, World War II memorial with with the with the few that are that are still living, we need to do this quickly so they can come and experience this with their families. Um, it would be an awesome experience for them to be able to do. And so uh, I think that the urgency is there and, and, and we'll be able to get and raise private funding that, that, that can take place. So I know there's lots of different, um, you know, uh, benefactors and, and people willing to donate to this. And I think that uh, we're, we're on track to do that. 
but that's not that's not anything that we've had the we, we we've been working on. So uh, if there's any more insight, Will's Will's probably seen that more more at play. Yeah, I think you touched on a very important part here is that we are drawing on the enthusiasm of America at large. We have a significant donor base at this time, enthusiastic individual supporters, uh, corporate supporters. And uh, as the congressman said, I think that with the momentum that we're seeing right now with the legislation, that's really just going to draw more people in as they as more people uh, get visibility of this project. But ensuring that this project from the ground up is supported by the American people was important to include using private funds. Well, and you kind of talked, you talked on one thing there, Will, saying about the visibility, and I think awareness is half the thing. A lot of people don't know what they don't know, right? So it's um, it's it's efforts like this with podcasts. It's about efforts of highlighting the the unanimous votes that happen in the House and will hopefully happen in the Senate. Um, it, it's kind of highlighting those stories, those good news stories and those evergreen positive stories of things that I, I think we can all agree need to happen, need to happen quickly. Um, and awareness is half, half the battle, which is why we have the podcast, which is why we do all these things and these outreach um so for anybody listening that this is you know tell one person you know i don't know, maybe it's bogo i don't like tell 10 people and get into the museum at half price i don't know how it's going to work but haven't thought, thought through all the details but the fact that that we aren't using federal funds but we are creating a national monument in our nation's capital plus an opportunity for people to go here and see these stories in arlington texas um this is what this is about is getting visibility for these projects so we can ha make them happen a little bit faster and so that uh, the representatives three and soon to be four sons can go out there onto dc and see the work that dad did i mean that's 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 the coolest part about all this is that we can get this happening um and that we've got that that support of regardless of where you stand in political lines or party lines or anything that stuff that we can get this done but um as we wrap up, I want to turn it over to see if you guys have any parting comments. Uh, Representative, we'll send it over to you first. If you have any parting comments. So reading Lieutenant Colonel Swenson is heroics, just reading about it and the short time that I've uh, been able to interact with him. I could have, I could have predicted, Mo, I, I, as we started this podcast, I said to myself, I said, at some point, Will is going to say the words, I was just doing my job. And um, I could I could have predicted it and then he did. Uh, and that's 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 what I would want people to, to recognize from this yeah. is um, the, the it, that mentality that you have we have a job to do, you have a job to do and I don't, I don't care if it's you know in grad school or playing a high school you know soccer game or saving you know hundreds of people in a battle situation uh you know just being a good parent like i don't care what it is that mentality is what can come from something like this because it is the most selfless act of service and and we've that we've seen in the civil war we've celebrated this concept of the medal of honor uh throughout the history of our country to, to you know for we uh, extend a little bit longer obviously before the civil war but having that story to tell and doing it in a way that that honors those that just looked at it and said you know yeah i was just doing my job i, I do my job i fly back to washington dc i go and debate certain things and vote on make a decision on on something uh, his <laughs> will's job was to go save you know lives uh, others that have won this and those 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 countless people that did just as many heroic things that didn't necessarily 
you know, earn them the medal of honor for all those interesting criteria that, that he explained. That's the takeaway from all this. And it's, it's truly an honor. I, I want to just publicly thank my team for, you know, doing all of the legislative work to getting this to the point where, you know, my name's on it, but the work that my legislative director, my chief of staff and, and the committee staff that, that, that does all this um, is, uh, is, is definitely a part of this and they can, and they should be able to celebrate it too. So as I, and I won't, I won't, take any last words um, beyond what, what Will will we'll end with. I just wanted to thank him for his service and the, and the, and the many others that, that, that'll get a chance to, to be a part of this. And I think we need to do it quickly and, and get these individuals that are still living to be able to visit it and to inspire others that are going into service uh, to, to believe that this is their job. And it's simple as that but it can create it, doing your job can, can, can inspire amazing things. Thanks. Uh, yeah. I think I'd just like to end on the final note that um, the medal of honor, it, it's an imperfect way to show a component of American exceptionalism because it involves combat, it involves warfare. It involves things that people don't agree on. Uh, it, should we have been involved in that conflict? Was that necessary? What was the end state? What was the end goal? I disagree with war. There are many, many different things that, that, that people would disagree with when it comes to combat. But as an imperfect metric of, of our values, it really isn't about warfare. It is a transcendent component of who we are as a nation. It is, again, people who raised their right hand and said, I will defend this nation. I will defend democracy. And I believe in the people I serve with to my left and to my right. And I know that my mission is good. And in that, it's something that people can take away, not even in the military, but in their everyday lives and say, what components of the Medal of Honor can I involve in my own life? What can I do? Self selfless sacrifice, giving back to your country, being a good citizen. These are things that are not necessarily warfighting functions, but you can see them. You can find them within this value, within this medal, and within why we do what we do. And that's the important part. It's not about warfare. It's not about military gallantry. It's really just about who we are as a nation and what our values are. And this is simply a way to exhibit that. I love that. That. I, what else am I supposed to say? I, I'll just close it up. But the, that, thank you for that, for, for both of you gentlemen. Um, that those are just perfect words. I mean, just just living a good life and 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 modeling the the values of the Medal of Honor, not necessarily in warfare, but in the the daily battles of life that we all deal with. Um, so, gentlemen, I just want to say it has really been an honor to spend time with you and have you both with us today. And I appreciate the work that both of you are doing from the board or from the legislative side uh, to ensure that future generations of Americans are inspired by the courage and sacrifice of not only our nation's Medal of Honor recipients, but everybody who's behind them and supporting them um, and helping tell their stories. Uh, and again, by the values that you represent in your daily life and just doing your job, as you will say, but uh, in doing very important works that you do. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful to both of you for your leadership. It, that's all for today. We uh, encourage people to go to mohmuseum.org. So that's to learn more about the National Medal of Honor Museum. And you can join us next week on our next month on the Mission Inspire podcast. <laughs>